Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Good morning all. How are we doing? Yeah. Too bad. Good. How are we doing? Yeah. Is that good? Bad? It's always good. Oh, I'll tell you one thing, actually. I, I tried something controversial yesterday morning. You? Controversial? Never. You? I know. I tried a drink that's been blown up on TikTok recently. Shock horror. It's blown up on TikTok. Of course it's on TikTok. Yeah. What's, what's that mean? So it means it's gone viral, pretty much. Okay. What's, what's that drink? It's orange juice and yeah. espresso together. Okay. And it was okay. It was all right. It was like a fruity coffee. So if you want your vitamin C and your coffee all in one, yeah. Good. Well, I don't, I don't want it all in one. I just have two seconds. Well, you save time so you can do more things, so you don't have to have two drinks. You can have one. Uh-huh. Moving swiftly on. Please do. Yeah. So, uh, news. It's been Gamescom, hasn't it? It has. So, over there in Germany. Um, Jeff Keighley, back at it yet again. Can't get, can't get rid of him nowadays. Um, so, yeah, he was hosting the opening night live. What took your fancy from this then? Or shall we just start from the beginning? I'd start from the beginning. Because the first thing that they showed off seemed fairly interesting, I think. Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Hmm. I was curious because um, there was a talking head, which was Leslie Benzies came on. Mm. who was like the former president of Rockstar North. So I presume he's one of the people who's recently left Hmm. Rockstar. What intrigued you about this game then? It sounded like there was a lot going off. Yeah, I, I think for me it was the build, share, play. I, what are you going to be sharing? Materials? Uh, Con- content? Music? NFTs? All of the above? <laughs> no, you've ruined it now. You ruined it. <laughs> it did seem like it was going to be that kind of game. I think it all sounded mm. a bit wishy-washy. Hmm. Said uh, an experience where everyone can make their own story. It's a labour of love, yada yada. It's just uh, that's, how well, many games have we? How many games have we heard all this stuff for? Obviously, they're all labours of love, aren't they? I mean, that what experience is made for me, not to make up myself. I mean, like Red Dead Redemption, yeah, they they give me a great experience. I don't I don't want to make my own random, pointless, no end goal journey. And that experience was just for you, Mark. Red Dead 2. I'll be interested to hear more about it as it evolves. Sounds very metaverse to me. Oh, yeah. Not a fan. Do you have to mention that? I'm going to call it now. I think it's going to flop. What, like Fall Guys? (laughs) Yes, like that game. Yes, that dead game. (laughs) I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Been calling it for a while. So, what was next up there? So, it was uh, Dune Awakening. Mmm. Now, I recognised this was a Dune game and got pretty excited. And then it all yeah. got ruined at the end when it said it's an open world survival MMO. And my interest just plummeted. Yeah, when I hear uh, MMO, oh, it, it just goes, mm, Yeah. For me. Because I like the Dune world and all that. It looks good. You know? And then that tagline. 
Nah. I enjoyed the you, big you've worm. Done it for me. Yeah, the big worm. Big worms are always good. You just need to give it a chance, Mark. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Too many other things to play. MMOs just aren't my thing. Fair enough. <laughs> so what about, what about this next shock announcement there? Well, the DualSense Edge controller. Yeah. What do you think to it? Looks pretty good. I think. I'm trying to fully understand what it actually is, though. What do you actually... So, it says something about the modules, the stick modules. So you could take them out. What's 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 the thing? What does it do? Are well, they just are they just for cosmetics or? I, I imagine there'll be something very similar to the Xbox Elite controls, where you can. It didn't sound that customizable. Um. Well, I mean, what, what have we got? You got so sort of, so you got the back pedals, and you can change. Um, Profiles you can remap on them, them, I think. Yeah. yeah, you can remap stuff. Okay. Um, I imagine with the control sticks, it'll be a similar situation where you'll it'll come with various different ones, maybe different tops, perhaps, and you can sort of switch and change and, and that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think we've seen everything for it. I was gonna say, it didn't mention anything about like color schemes or anything like that. And mm. It looks like the other one is the standard white. I think. Oh, colour schemes. Um, no, but like, probably yeah. colour sticks or whatever. So there's a little, can, can you? There's a list so, here. Well, oh, go on. I would say, I think, I think the controller's more built for competitive play than anything else. Mm. Not to be fully customizable. But we'll see. I mean, Xbox is... Have they, I think they were revealed a white Elite controller before, maybe? Unless I'm thinking wrong. Don't know. I'm not going to say controls. It does look like it comes with quite a few options like built into the package. So mm-hmm. obviously you get the DualSense Edge wireless controller. You get a USB braided cable. Ooh. You get two standard stick caps, two high dome stick caps, two low dome stick caps, and two half dome back buttons, two lever back buttons, connector housing, whatever that is, and a carrying case. So you don't get orange juice on it. <laughs> I get my coffee and I'll use juice. He'll, he'll find a way. <laughs> Do you know what? I might get one for Lisa so she can um, customize it and start making her some money on Fortnite. The housing thing, I think, is the like a, so the cable fits in most of the I think. Oh. So it kind of snaps in. Snaps in. That's cool. Uh, yeah, it sounds like they've got a lot of stuff there, but is anything going to be sold separately? I, I imagine it will be. They'll sell, they'll sell like expansion packs and maybe things separately, just in case things break and get lost. Because you know with fiddly little bits, you're bound to bound to go under the sofa. So yeah, dogs bound to eat it. Yeah, That's things it. like that. Huh? Yeah. Anything they can do to make that mo- that money. Hmm. Then we got to see a bit more of the uh, the Callisto protocol, didn't we? Hmm. You really like showing this one off? Just. It just gets better and better for me. Like, inherently, it's not a game that I'd normally decide to go for, because it looks scary. Mm. But I just can't get over the guns. Like, that gravity gun looks absolutely fantastic. Like, grabbing an enemy, pulling it closer and using it as a, like a, I wouldn't say human shield. Um, meat shield? Zombie meat shield, yeah. 
space zombie meat shield and then throwing it into the turbines and stuff. That's absolutely fantastic. Chef's kiss. More of that. More of that. And then there was um, a bit where they got washed out of the sewer, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they could get that at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, definitely. Complete looks... with a turbine at the end. Well, minus the turbine. <laughs> but it, it did look what, fun. And the pillars you were smashing into as well. <laughs> as you were going down. That would be fun. I did yeah. like the um, I did like the animation of the one enemy that got beheaded and then was like, we're still fighting on, and then it starts just almost like pulling itself apart and regenerating into something a bit more worse. Oh yeah, they mentioned mutations, didn't they? Is that the thing? So yeah, start, start looks to be growing arms or something. And then yeah, because they said if you don't shoot the tentacles, then it can evolve into something more menacing. But yes. Hmm. That was cool. What do we have next? Yeah, so the next one that just to be was Hogwarts Legacy as well. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Dark Wizardry. Have fun, Nath. I know. Yeah. I-, I can't wait for that aspect because it went into kind of the question of do you give in to learning the dark magic because you need it as a necessary evil or do you try and go down a lighter path? Yeah. And there's big spiders as well, so have fun, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to be out in February 2023, so oh, I can't wait for that. I've said in in the uh, trailer, I did think the facial animations did look a bit sus. Mm. Yeah, but they've got a good six months or so before it comes out, so they can sort that out. Yeah, can't yeah. be any worse than Mass Effect Andromeda. Let's face it. I am not rising to that bait. <laughs> Were you interested in this next one, Matt? New Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, I'm very much interested in the new Borderlands game. Still, still never played any of the Borderlands. Not Need for want of trying. <laughs> Need to rectify that. Um, it looks like it's, it's keeping the humour from previous games. Um, humour seemed pretty funny. But the story seems more involved than, than what a normal Borderlands game would, would have. Um, I need to get around to playing actually the first Tales of the Borderlands at some point, because I heard that was that was a good one. One of the better Tales games. Oh, you've not played it? No, I, very, very briefly. I remember starting it, but didn't get too far into it. So, but, again, it's one of the backlog that I need to get to at some point. But it, it does sound like they've got some of the original staff members that worked on it um, continuing work on this one. Yeah, they said you got all the old writers, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Randy Pitchford was out there with his yellow trousers. Blue shirt. Very, Very unbranded. <laughs> At least he didn't say anything stupid, so. <laughs> For once. Um. <laughs> but, uh, next one there's Dying Light 2. Stay human. Bloody ties. I've never played Dying Light. I don't know. It looks fairly brutal, doesn't it? But Dying Light's always one of them games that I wanted to play because I like the look of the parkour elements and the killing zombies, but it, I just never got around to playing it. Ooh, another one that we need to play. Nah, I'll check your head. I won't play that. Yeah, you would. No, I won't. Yeah, you would. Finish Mm-hmm. <laughs> What'd you bring up for then? Just like I say, it didn't interest me. Uh, 
So then in Tortuga, Pirate's Tale, that's, that, that didn't really tell you much. And then we had Marauders, which again didn't tell you much. Yeah. Raid, loot, escape, that's loot. Raid, loot. Raid, raid, loot, escape, that's all I got from that one. Uh, speaking of raids, Destiny 2 Lightfall. I have never played it. No interest. You quite like Destiny though, don't you, man? Yeah, I like Destiny games. I've not really played a lot of the expansions that have come out just because they cost. <laughs> they cost. Uh, yeah. They cost them monies. And I've, n- I've probably put less time into Destiny 2 than I did the original Destiny. So I didn't see the, the worth of sort of getting expansions if I'm not going to play it. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I, the, the trailer seemed interesting enough of like the sort of the new live powers that they're going to be getting. I say so. it didn't, it didn't look like Destiny to begin with. It didn't, no. It, it had a, it had a strange feeling to it that you, you wouldn't associate to Destiny. And then it weren't really until, probably until like the tile screen came out. I was like, oh, this is Destiny. <laughs> so, but no, it's more content for that game is, is always a good thing. I'm sure it's got still got a strong following. So. And then we got the first of the weird awards, didn't we? After that. Uh, yeah. What was all that about? Well, <laughs> strange. Yeah. I, I didn't understand all this stuff. What was the point of it? He's already got the game awards. He doesn't need these. What's this about? Well, I think this is some of the Gamescom's doing themselves, isn't it? I think it's. Oh well. Yeah, Maybe it's I the guess. first time that Gamescom's done it. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall. It's still a bit of a nothing award, though, wasn't it? It was a bit, wasn't it? Because it was literally just most like three nominees PC game, and then. In just, just three. So what was it? Who won it? it... Metal Hellsinger won it. Yeah. All right. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Right. So on to another game that uh, Matt's definitely interested in: Sonic Frontiers. And it seems, mm-hmm. for me anyway, there's still life in the old lady yet, because oh, now I've seen enemies and a little bit of story. It's looking a bit better. Now, now that I've seen content. Yeah, that's it. You're looking itching to want to ask a question, Matt? Not ask a question. I just think it's got to the point where no matter what they show me now, nothing's going to convince me it's going to be good. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a just... comment to me. It's a very CGI heavy, that trailer. Wasn't it? Well, it wasn't all gameplay. I'd, I'd say half and half. I think there's, there's a good amount of... It wasn't half and half. Yeah, yeah, there was sure bits it was. There was bits of it, but it wasn't half and half. Bits. What trailer were you watching? Well, I, I, well I've well, i made my decision now, anyway. I mean, for me, it's, it's not going to be like a day one purchase on the 8th of November, but I'll keep an eye on it, and if it gets to the £20 mark, I'll definitely pull the trigger and give it a go. I still think it's going to get delayed. Do you reckon? Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. It's just going to so- come out to savage criticism. But hey, I'll be down for that. I don't mind. That's what they're going to do. I think this will be a 7 to 8 out of 10 game. For my GM, 7. Standard 7. Too much water. Yeah. Too much water. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
it's it's looking a little bit more promising at least with having the sort of enemies in and being able to see more of like the combat and a bit more of the um the warp worlds that you've gone into which just seems to be just classic sonic levels but just revamped for frontiers so just release a demo that's what i think they should do get a, de- get a demo out there let people see what it's like because some people like me because some people some people like me it's going to take a lot to convince okay the challenge has been <laughs> laid down Sega yeah <laughs> I mean that is one thing that we're missing nowadays there's not there's not many demos out there anymore no for sure I think there's demos but it's once the game's already come out it's, and then about two months later there's demos <laughs> try this game please no one else bought it <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. By the time you're two months in, it's too late. You've already sullied, potentially sullied the um, goodwill with the community at that point. Anyway, one of the games that interested me was actually the next one, Under the Waves. This looked quite interesting. Mm. So this was a um, an underwater explorer simulator, I'd say. Yeah, like a diving narrative game. Yeah. That's it. Mm. So, so you're traveling this submersible. Um, I liked the scale of the blue whale that you saw. That was quite, quite good to see. Um, it did seem quite trippy in some aspects where the, you were walking around underwater, it seemed. Mm-hmm. But. It's interesting because one of the developers is Quantic Dream. Mm. Who obviously do the very heavily narrative games. Yeah. You know, heavy Rain, Detroit, Becoming That kind of thing. Yeah. So, that interesting. Makes sense. Interested in how this will work. Because there was that bit where was they were walking on like a shipwreck or something and then there was like a sort of like a ghost of a little girl or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. That like threw me off a bit when I saw that. Like, ooh, what's going on here? But um, yeah, I'd be interested to see more of that one because I do like underwater games. Like, um, oh, I can't remember what it was called. What's that one that came on the Wii? Um... Endless Ocean. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Endless Ocean. I liked that one. Yeah. Because it's quite therapeutic just going and studying different well, creatures. Well, I played that one on PlayStation uh, a few months ago. That, uh, oh, the National, was that the National Geographic one? Uh, or BBC? Well, it's associated with BBC, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, Beyond Blue. But this was um, in association with the Surf Rider Foundation Europe, which is supporters of ocean preservation. Hmm. Good. Uh, it's time for the goats. It is. Crazy goats. Goats Simulator 3. I mean, it's pretty much what I expected from a sequel. It's just yeah. Goats dressed up in various costumes and gear causing havoc. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I was disappointed in the lack of screaming, but <laughs> apart from that, it looks mental. Not all goats scream like that. They do. They've all got it in them. That comes out 17th of November. Mm. I, I like the tractors bit. That was pretty cool. The meditating goats. The oh, goats yeah. driving. You could do magic <laughs> and more. I mean, as you said, Mark, it's like what it's what we come to expect. But on the other hand, we never expect it because it's that wild. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. And then after that, we moved on to a a cult classic returning. Indeed, Return to Monkey Island. Yes. 
Mm. Looking forward to this one. I mean, to be honest, it was, it's nice to see a bit more of this after, you know, obviously what happened with the comments he received about Ron Gilbert, the creator, mm. about obviously the art style and all that, and how he decided he wasn't going to share anything online and things like that. So it's nice to get a bit more out there. So what did you think? What's your thoughts on the art style, that kind of thing? Because the humour's definitely there. Mm, yeah. And I'm sure the gameplay's yeah. going to be good. So. Hopefully, if there's anything like the the original games, then it'll be uh, it'll be pretty good. I thought everything looked fine. Our, our yeah. style looks good. Yeah, I quite like it. Mm. Bit unique. I like the fact that it's released on September 19th, which is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was good. I did like the uh, the pre-order bonus. Yes, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so free horse armor when you pre-order. Free horse but then, armor. But it has absolutely no function in the game. It just sits in your inventory. Yeah, yeah. I liked how they confirmed <laughs> that 12 times. Then Jeff had to do his bit as well. Yeah. We know what players are like, won't you? If they complained about the art style, they complained about that one. So. What do we have after this one? Moonbreaker. Hmm. So when I heard that this was from the makers of Subnautica, I got excited. But then when I actually saw gameplay, I got less excited. It just. Why? Why? I just I'm just not a fan of these turn-based games. As such, it's just not my cup of tea, personally. I did think the aspect of being able to paint your figurines were pretty good. But, yeah, it just doesn't seem like the game for me. It's about to didn't really grab me either. Oh, I was the only one interested. <laughs> so it looked very colourful, though. Hmm. Yeah. And they did uh, mention that all the in-game um, characters were painted using the engine that you're going to use. So that was fairly interesting. Well, yeah, everyone's going to see your like your painted version of the figurines and stuff. I just like I thought it was kind of charming, liked how the um, the figures moved. It wasn't just kind of it wouldn't be like you spawn the figures in, they just kind of move like you would expect a character to move. They move like figurines, so it, it's got a nice little like charm to it with its animations. Yep, yeah, and then after that, we got friends versus friends card game with guns, very colourful. Very brutal. It's, it's, it's not a trailer I would show a young child to, to. I can't even remember it. Uh, cartoon characters with very brutal violence. There's like, at one point there's a character with a leg missing, but you can see the bone sticking out. It's like, alright. Interesting. It reminds me a little bit of that of, um, what was it called? The one with uh, it's the one on Switch, you know, you're a like a assassin from hell. You have to wait, you make your way up to heaven. It's got that kind of style of cards you would use in a gunfight. Oh something. yeah, yeah. Is it neon wire, something like that, I think. Yeah. Seemed intriguing. Right, and then we moved on to personally one of my favourite games of the showcase, Lies of P. Now, I've seen quite a bit about this previously, and it's one that that I was interested in because 
it kind of harkens back to the original story of Pinocchio about wanting to become a real boy and how he does it. Um, what put me off it is that one of the first sentences, it's Souls-like. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. There's always a Souls-like game in there. But, a I mean... Weird, a weird one. A weird one. Yeah. Very gothic. It yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Well, as a, as is most Soul games, very gothic yeah. in style. <laughs> Different attacks. Um, the hammer looked pretty cool. Um, he could use lightning and fire. And the point when he sees Geppetto, which is probably going to be the final boss, I imagine, was fairly interesting, but... Hmm. Yeah. I did have a look at a extended gameplay trailer for this one where it seems like you've got you meet certain characters and you get sort of a um, a bit like Mass Effect where you've got sort of dialogue choices that you could make um, but it seems heavily based on whether you tell the person the truth or lie which I think goes I suppose with the Pinocchio story I don't know if it's like Maybe if, if you tell a lie, maybe the game gets easier or something, but maybe it makes changes or maybe same with the truth. I don't know. Or nose gets bigger. Or maybe the nose gets bigger. Uh, <laughs> could do. Um, I actually quite like the look at this. I've, I've always, I've always been interested in wanting to play a Souls game, but not, not a Souls game. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. I mean, Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Very much a Souls game, and I really enjoyed that, despite my fears. Um, so, maybe I might finally get into one that doesn't have my fears in, perhaps. <laughs> we'll see. I like the look of it. It looked, looked very stylish. I'll give it that. Yeah, it did look really nice. So. Well, not nice, but it was a good-looking game. We, we do what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, there we got that message from the International Space Station. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they got on to the space games afterwards. Well, space. more space games. Space. It, feel, it feels a lot like Summer Games Fest with all these space games. Yeah. This is very much the space section, wasn't it? Yeah. So we're Stranded Alien Dawn. What was that? I can't remember. Is yeah, one, Stranded. Is that the one where they built a place on Earth? Well, on a planet. Yeah, the crash landed crash. Basically, yeah. Yeah. It seemed like Farmville. It seemed like a farming simulator. <laughs> Spaceville. Yeah. I don't have many thoughts about it. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing and I'm also have it. played too many games that are just like it, so. Unless it does something spectacularly different and got no yeah. thoughts. Atlas Fallen. Farmville. No, I'm joking. Was it? <laughs> Never <found> <laughs> This one seemed strange. So it looked like the protagonist had telekinesis powers on this planet, mm. trying to get this convoy across this bridge. And then they were attacked by these sand lions and they fought them off. And then a boss battle ensued. But yeah, that were about it. The combat seemed interesting. Uh, yeah, you could use certain elements in the combat, which was just hmm. fairly good, like lightning and fire that we saw. Hmm. 
But again, I think this is one of them games just meld into all the other fighty games. Just didn't seem to be anything special about it, to be honest. No, didn't interest me. Weren't weren't Mm. for me. It's not my kind of game. To which people jumping around, flying around, smacking these these weird creatures. Not going off. Nah, not for me. Yeah. (laughs) On to the next phase game. Homeworld 3. I have to say, what amused me here was um, when Jeff said at the start that he loved the original Homeworld. And he asked, he asked if everyone else liked it back in the day, and like two people cheered. Yeah, that was probably <laughs> the first time that's kind of bad for Jeff. Yeah. I was like, oh. To be honest, <laughs> there were a few things that he said throughout that didn't really land that well. And yeah, it did feel a bit cringe, like, oh. Should have said it in German, shouldn't it? They should have. Yeah. Said it in German. But yeah, th- this game didn't really interest me that much. Just a spaceship fighting game with like command and conquer elements, I'd say. Just more strategy based. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, it's, right. it's pretty much real time strategy with in space, basically. So. Yep, and that one's going to be out in 2023. Did you have any thoughts on this next game, Matt? Genshin Impact 3? Right, I doubt that you probably get... like it. Let's try and get that right. All right, so it's version three of Genshin Impact. It's not. It's not a first Whatever. game. <laughs> like this sound like it was a whole new game. It is a new game. Not sure. Yeah. It's like Go Simulator. They've skipped one. It's just go straight for three. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> three Genshin Impact, the third iteration. Shut up already. Um, not many thoughts. I mean, I'm still enjoying playing the game so any new updates is I suppose cool fine adds a new area and I think a new element type uh, from what I can see so yeah I suppose until I get to a point where I can actually play that kind of content I've not got much to lose <laughs> but they're still doing it which is cool so fair enough but that wasn't the end of the anime one was it no we had, I've already forgotten his name. Honkai oh. Star Rail. That's the one. Yes. That's because that's, that's the only thing I like about it, the name. The name. That's a pretty cool name. Genshin Impact. Uh, Impact? Genshin Impact Boeing Space. There we go. Oh, those are the words I'm trying to get. Yeah, it's another turn-based combat game. To add the list. Is it with a space train, though? Hmm. I mean, that's, that's a Is thing. Is it turn-based? Didn't recall being Tempest. I think that's what they said. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that. <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> to the next one, though. What's that? Ion Life. So this is the... Uh, force. Yes, I remember this now. This is the one with the talking Justin guns. Roiland, yes. It's, it's pretty much just Morty cussing people out for the entire trailer. It's fantastic. Pretty much, because they showed a boss fight, didn't they? Hmm. You, it was a boss fight, yeah. You were taking on a... Is it a grasshopper? Is that what the boss was? Yeah, it's like, like a that? space grasshopper. Something yeah. like that. And then, you, obviously, you got the uh, the gun just taking the mig. Just trash-talking <laughs> the boss. I like the knife. The knife's my yeah, favourite one. It turned into like a, um, like a lasso kind of thing as well. And then... Yeah, I know tether. it wanted to stab, but it, but it couldn't. Like a tether. Wasn't it? Yeah. That's pretty good. Lots of swearing. Like when the first F bomb dropped, I was like, "Whoa!" 
Are they allowed to do that? <laughs> Are they allowed? No, but be- yeah. because before well, that, I'm not in any any like bad language in the entire showcase. I'm like, whoa, uh, this is quite adult. That's the watershed. <laughs> mm. You might have, might be on something there, but yeah, no, lots do of like it. That. Lots of well, one thing about it is that obviously the the faces on the guns are always facing you, so they can't see the enemy. So how does that stop? Stop trying to bristle. How do they know? Yes, I'm so breaking the guns, it. So the guns look through your eyes to see what's going on. They can see the glare of got what's eyes. unfolding. Yeah, but they look oh, into your eyes. <laughs> look into your eyes. Okay. That's how it works. Just have a mirror on your chest. Confirmed. Yeah. Well, there could be a mirror. I'm trying to apply logic to video games. Yeah, don't apply logic to the talking gun game. The, to- the talking good, knife. Uh, good point, well made. My my only worry on this game is will the gimmick of the guns talking run yeah, really quick thought, and then yeah. will it be just more annoying than anything? Well, you can turn it off or download the Italian version to spice it up a bit. <laughs> okay. It depends how repetitive though. If, if they I think this is it. Like I think I feel like at least at least what they showed off was was good enough that there, it, there was enough unique dialogue going on um, that didn't seem too repetitive. Although I think the knife was grinding my gears a little bit too much. Why? What's wrong with knife? Best bit. I don't know. I'd... Maybe, maybe I just I don't belong in that kind of humor category of like where Rick and Morty is. Like I've not seen it, but some of the stuff that I've caught, I've been like, mm, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. That's my, that's my personal you, test. Yeah, I, I can I can see where you're coming from though, because if they are saying the same thing over and over again within a battle, it can be quite um, annoying. I find that definitely in um, hack and slash and like anime-based games where they're saying the same phrase over and over again in a fight. I'm like, shut up, just stop talking and let me fight people. This is it. If if they make it unique enough, then maybe it'll be okay. But we'll see. Did did you watch the the clip um, they showed? I think of the show where you're this like little kids trying to stop you from doing stuff and like the gun is telling you like you can't. You can't shoot the kid, you can't do that in games, and then you end up shooting it. <laughs> yeah. Shoot the kid. But, but the kid is I thought, well, okay, one, that, was, that was quite funny. That was very on the nose of being in games and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. The kid's like, oh, you can't shoot me. And then yeah. he's like, come on, shoot me. Do it. And they shoot him. He's like, yeah, you're egging one. It's like, you're not supposed to kill kids in games. <laughs> <laughs> That's what games are for, mate. <laughs> anyway. Then we've got a random montage of games that I can't remember any of them. No. I think Warhammer was in there. But I don't know. Probably. Probably. Actually, no, it came up a bit later, actually. But I did like the one afterwards. Shipbreaker. Hard Space Shipbreaker. I liked this as well. The like, zero-G sim mm. kind of game. Yeah, so it's like a space sim where you play as a salvage worker in space. Mm. I like space. Yeah. I like simulations. What more could I possibly ask for? There's a game I played um, last year called Deliver Us the Moon, and there was a lot of like zero G aspects in there where you had to solve puzzles to kind of unlock certain bits of the ship. 
and it seems like there might be a, a bit of that involved. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that one a go. And that comes out September the 20th. Mm, not long to wait there. We had a Game Pass montage. I can't remember what was in it. Uh, yeah, to be honest, like, I didn't <laughs> have anything on the montages because there was nothing really for me to comment on. It was just a montage of games. That was it. It's like, here, buy Game Pass. Yeah. Pretty much. And then we got a new Telltale. Mm. The Expanse. Yeah. This More zero G gameplay. Based on the TV, TV show. Never yeah, yeah. seen it? I don't know. That no, I've, I've also not seen it. I mean, it's supposed to be pretty good. But I don't know enough about it to possibly comment on this. I'm sure we're good. I mean, Telltale are good, so I said we will be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the Walking Dead series, the Telltale games. I know they did the Batman ones as well, and which which else? Um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, that's it, yeah. Jurassic Park as well. It was one of the very early ones with Back to the Future as well. Yeah, I played the Back to the Future one. I liked that. Mm. The Batman ones were really good. really enjoyed the Batman ones. Still not played them. Come on. Now, I think this next one is quite worrying for those who don't like clowns. <laughs> Killer clowns from outer space. I, I liked how with the... Based on the cult classic film. Yeah, I liked how in air quotes the pizza guy had this big massive uh, tower of pizzas, but it was just a clown inside a load of pizza boxes. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who hates clowns, this is not the game for you, I'm afraid. So this is, I, I've never seen the film before. So this is for the makers of Friday the 13th game, is it? Yeah. Yes, I believe so. It's it's a very similar style game as well. It's a 3v7 multiplayer game, I think. Basically just three hunters against seven humans, I imagine. The humans yeah. trying to escape the amusement park. <laughs> or kill the clowns. <laughs> I'm intrigued by that one. Friday the 13th the Friday the 13th game always to me just felt like a beta game it never felt like a full release they always seem to have issues and did they close down the servers or something like that did they do I think so I think they might have done I think it it did do well enough or it must have done to warrant this game coming out yeah so but I think it came out sort of around the same time that sort of Dead by Daylight was out as well. I think that game got a lot more praise and content as it's yeah. still going. What did you think to Word Song? Weird Song? Word Song? Weird Song? It's one of them. I don't know what each one is. Word. W-Y-R-D-S-O-N-G. I don't know what to make of it. It's got pedigree though, we've got to admit. It was intriguing. I'm I'm certainly interested because apparently the studio is made up of um, people who have worked on Fallout and Skyrim. So I'm already yeah. like, oh, okay, you you have my interest. We'll see what we can do with this. So we're thinking this is an RPG. Oh, it's got to be. Did you buy all? The More than like, I reckon it'll be like a it'll be like a it'll be basically like Skyrim, but more than like send a like a, a dark fantasy side of it, perhaps. Souls like fantasy RPG. Stop oh, saying Souls. Stop Soul. saying that word. <laughs> Stop it. 
Uh, then there was a bit about Asia Empires 4. Yep, some free that. DLC for that. Next. Gotham got, Knights. Yeah, Gotham Knights. But we got to see some villains. We did. Quite a few, yeah. So we saw Harley Quinn, Clayface, and Mr. Freeze. Mm. Was there any Mr. Others? Freeze looked cool. I can't remember. I didn't uh, any others. Some of the some of the coats the valves were in there. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. But no, I think I think that's it. I, I was kind of hoping we might get someone a bit new, someone we'd never seen before, because they've all obviously been in the Arkham series. Yeah, I I feel like Clearface will get used a bit better in this one, perhaps, or it'll get a little yeah. bit more screen time because he was just pretty much a body double for Joker in Arkham City. Um, and then his boss fight was a bit. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Nailed that one. But we'll see, it looks, it looks like he's a little bit more involved in this one. So. I did like when he just melts us straight through that, that bar. Just get it there. <laughs> yep. Mm. And also, it's coming out sooner than expected. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I can't remember what the original release date was. Is it, was it like a week earlier? Something like that. I don't think it was far off what they announced. Uh, I think it was the 25th was the original. And now it's... 25th October. 21st. 21st. 21st, yeah. So, all so four days. Four days. <laughs> okay. What? Is there any reason for that? I don't know. Was it, was it, up, know, against, was like, it up against anything? October and November is also normally jam-packed. <laughs> I mean, you do have, like, Call of Duty is going to be around at some point there, so... Oh, there's... Then we have Where Winds Meet, which the other way I could describe it is Ghost of Tsushima getting put through an anime filter. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I did get Best Ghost of Tsushima vibes. <laughs> it did look nice. Mm. but It looks stylish. Sure. Then we get to the uh, the anime kind of thing. It's just, that's where yeah. my interest falls away. Look, you, you will fall in love with it. It look pretty though. The, the, one of the main things I took away is that you can walk on water, like on Naruto, so I'm there for that. I didn't notice that. Ooh. Yeah, when you, when the person was going to attack them ships, uh, they walked on the water and they jumped onto the side of the ship, fired an arrow, blew it up, and then off they went. And then swam away. Oh. But yeah, <laughs> the, the combat did look really good, and if they can incorporate some of the Ghost of Tsushima elements, um, like maybe the standoff stuff to do more damage. Um, yeah, that'd be good. It needs to be its own thing. Well, Otherwise, it's going to get compared too much to Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> well, not necessarily, because it's, well, it's an open, well, saying that Ghost of Tsushima is an open world RPG. Technically, you can do what you want. But, yep. but it does have those fantasy elements there. So mm. it does splinter off on, on that. Well, I guess we'll see. Next, we get Jeff's best mate. Yeah, we can't go one bleeding show. With, actually, to be fair, he didn't, he didn't turn up at last event. He did, was he? But now he's back. Hideo to announce a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. That's all he was yeah, about, about some. It, he never really explained what the podcast was actually about. No, only that it's going to have some special guests. Um, it's going to be re- released. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Jeff is special guests. Uh, it's going to release on the eighth of September, and it's exclusive to Spotify. Yeah. But it's going to be what? Japanese and English. Yeah. An English translation version. Okay. 
That'd be cool. Is there anything that we want to, well, I say see from it, hear from it? Yeah, I want another story behind him leaving Konami and the whole PT thing. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the gloves are off. I'd like thing? to. I'd like to know what his vision for Silent Hills would have been. Yeah. He might hold it back though, because he might use it for another game. If he's making a horror game, I still want to hear it anyway. <laughs> I reckon there'll been some stuff that got incorporated into Death Stranding as well, probably. Yeah, probably was. I think it'll be interesting. I'll be looking out for the first episode and give it a listen, see what it's all about. Yeah, I think I will too. I'll listen to the Japanese version, not understand a word of it, but just hear it in Kojima's soothing voice will be enough for me. He has a soothing voice? Yeah, of course he does. He does it. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> park Beyond. So we're going mm. to Theme Park, Roller Coaster Tycoon. Planet Coaster Territory. Yeah. Looks a bit more fantastical, this one. Well, mm. when there's something like where there's like a flying roller coaster or something. Yeah, well, it jumped from one track to another yes. through like a... Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. yeah. Good luck, Alter Towers, trying to do something like that. <laughs> it's going to be oh, the smile all over again. Based on real <laughs> physics. Not smiling anymore. Look cool, though. It looks to be more focused on... The roller coaster creation stuff because you can like twist the tracks as well. Yeah. Which look pretty buffing. It's just a bit of a saturated market though, isn't it? Mm. There are a game that came out fairly recently where it did like crash test dummy, but like roller coaster tycoon where you basically, if they fell out, they'd just like fall everywhere and that was quite funny. I can't remember what it was called though, but I wanted to do, have a mode like that where you can do a test and then see how many people die. Well, how long has it been since the last, like, theme-based simulator? Does anyone think it was been Planet Coaster? Uh, I think it's more that I probably just don't know the names of. I think it's one of the most popular game types there is. A theme park builder. What, outside of zombies? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And first-person shooters. And them as well. And space games generally. <laughs> well, they're on the they're on the rise. So, what what do we think to this next part? What, what you mean, mean my my new car? <laughs> your new the, car, yeah, your new car. The random mini concept car. What was this about? Why? Is this what? Explain. Yes. So, so this was uh, the mini Aceman. Well, yeah, the mini Aceman. The Pokemon-themed car. It did look like it had a projector in the front, projected onto the wall. Absolutely. That's one thing that I noticed. Uh, and yeah. they did say that it, you could hook it up to your console, so you can hook, hook your console up and then probably project it somewhere. That'd be pretty cool. But it did... Um, but it's a concept it's, car. Yeah. So you yeah. can't get it. Oh, yeah, it's concept. One thing that I took away from it is um, Jeff was going to ask... Um, the person that they got to talk about the car, the favourite Pokemon. And the guy looked like he crapped himself because he didn't know anything about Pokemon. But then Jeff never asked the question. That's why I didn't like. They totally glossed over that. He never asked him what his favourite Pokemon well, was. Jeff probably saw that the guy was not <laughs> going to be uh, answering anything. Yeah. Yet, so. <laughs> to be fair, he could have just easily just said Pikachu. 
Maybe you don't even know what Pikachu is. Maybe it's just like, oh, oh yellow ramp. That's like the go-to answer. Mouse. 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 It's a it's yellow a blob. It's a yellow blob. Mouse, shut up. Mice aren't yellow. I, I think even they Mark can would be. have done a better job. Mark would have... Let me just go paint one. Mark would have come out and said, like, Arceus or something, just absolutely blowing everyone away. No, Mewtwo, come on. Uh, oh, wow, you know two oh. Pokemon stones. That knowledge. It's the only thing I remember from the uh, Detective Pikachu film. Oh, yeah, I forgot you watched that. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I, that I did like about this is they uh, said it was an electric car, which was just like Pikachu, was an electric type. Yeah. As opposed to those petrol type ones, the other one. Yeah, then petrol Pokemon. Yeah. I'm trying to think now which Pokemon would, would be like a petrol type. Well, it'd be that... Um... Squirtle. No, not Squirtle. <laughs> he knows the third one. Maybe uh, Weezing. Or at least the... Um, Muck. The... Muck, yeah, Muck. Even though he's literally... Magikarp. <laughs> yeah. He's just screaming Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> Can we move on? What's the ice cream one called? Uh... Uh, melty, melty one. Yeah, the melty one. The the ice cream flavored powered car. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Said so Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Mm. Do very doom esque kind of mm. thing. But around shooting a lot of things. Yeah. Not fussed. Blacktail. Oh, I did like the look of the Blacktail. The with the with having the bow and the witchcraft. Um, exploring this forest it did look a lot like an Alice in Wonderland type of game to me like something like Alice in Madness Returns that came out wow about 13 years ago I feel old but yeah it looks quite interesting might get that one for Lisa for a gift slash for me the next interesting one I thought was the Outlast Trials hmm hmm Pretty frightening. Grim. It looks grim. That's for sure. Looks like there's a lot more characters in it, though, you know, from the previous games. Yeah, yeah. It it made me realise how much 1950s, 60s asylums upset me internally. Just that kind of vibe. It's horrible. Right. It just looked like a horrible game. Well, it was meant to be a horror game. So. I thought it was going to be a happy game. And so I saw the mutilation and electrification and people chasing you. Mm. Yeah. And it's going to be a close beta of that from October the 28th to November the 1st. Not doing that. <laughs> uh, then we got the, the, the smallest of snippets of something called the finals. Hmm. Yeah, for this one, I put the name down, but that's it, because that's it. We got like this little retro introduction kind of video, and that was it. Like uh, Jeff before, he says, oh, well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a bit of gameplay in here. It's like, what? Where? What gameplay? You got like <laughs> half a second. You got like half a second of someone with a gun. Not much, you can't really, not, not much judgment from that one. Uh, then we got to the final game, didn't we? We did. Mm. So, Dead Island 2. 
not play the first one. Well, another one that we should not. <laughs> I bought Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide recently, so I'll have to give them a go before this one comes out. So this is set in LA, not an island. Um, although I did like the tag- tagline. Yeah. Is it Welcome to LA or something like that? Yeah, that's it. No, so, I think it was see you in hell A. That's it. it something like that. Yeah, it was just a hell A bit that I quite liked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, the, so we started off with a CG trailer of a bloke who looked like Lenny Kravitz going around beating zombies up. Like, yeah, pretty much. I'd, I'd like to think just, that'd be me in the zombie apocalypse, just work, waking up with a hangover, looking for more alcohol slash drugs. I have to say, spatial awareness was terrible because it was it kept being jumped. Yeah. By zombies. Yeah, it's like, not. It's not. Look accurate. around. The zombies are a bit rubbish as well, though, weren't they? Like they had ample time to bite him, it just didn't go for it. Yeah, yeah. Useless. Poor form. Poor form all round. Yep. Definitely. I like how he gets home after going to the shop, obviously killing a few zombies, and then the delivery zombie comes in, or a Uber Eats zombie, or whatever, and they just kills him as well. But what I don't understand is, like, it's trying to turn on the TV. Who's, who's broadcasted in this world where the zombies have taken over? I don't know. He could pirate, have C- pirate he could, TV station. He could have CCTV <laughs> to watch what's going on outside, maybe. Maybe. Nah. Anyway, so after we saw that, um, we got an interview and we found out that the person that we'd just seen is called Jacob and that he was going to be one of six playable characters. Yeah, I got released date of February the third. February. That's the game. That's what's stacking yeah, it up. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's been worked on for the last four years. It's an action RPG set in LA, as we know. Um, and then after that, we got to see a bit of gameplay, which mm. is pretty much what we expected to see: smashing some zombies up. I, quite, I did quite like. It's not usually my kind of thing, but I did quite like, like the look of it. Mm. Although I did keep thinking. Is this GTA 5? Because, <laughs> like, all the places were just looking similar. Yeah. This is reminiscent of, obviously... Definitely with the Ferris wheel. Um, yeah. Yeah, the pier and all that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I liked how the censored part of the trailer as well. Yeah. yeah. And they pointed just to go and watch it elsewhere to see yeah. the uncensored version. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I always love a good, um, good zombie game where you can just take hordes of zombies out. Always good fun. Mm-hmm. That was it from Gamescom opening night live then. What was your game of the show? Well, game of the event. I think mine's going to be Lies of P. Lies of P? Mm, really like look at that. I'm going to go with Hard Space Shipbreaker. I think I'm going to go with um, High on Life. Can't wait to see that, what that one's going to be like. Actually playing it. So shall we move on to other news? Mm. PlayStation. Ooh. Yeah, lots of PlayStation. So they've just made the decision to, to increase prices globally of the PS5 console. Well, almost globally. The oh, US yes. has got away with it. Yeah. Why? Explanation, Sony? Please? No. So, yeah, so... We'll go through what these were. So, well, actually, they gave me they gave me reasoning. 
So from PlayStation Blog, they said, The global economic environment is a challenge that many of you around the world are no doubt experiencing. We're seeing high global inflation rates as well as adverse currency trends impact consumers and created pressure on many industries. Based on these challenging economic conditions, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made the difficult decision to increase the recommended retail price of PS5 in select markets across Europe, Middle East, Africa, Asia Pacific, Latin America, as well as Canada. There will be no price increase in the United States. Boo! Yeah, so our price increase in the UK, it works out about £30. Yes, so... so so in the UK, the PS the PS5 with disc drive, it's a 6.6% increase, and the, the digital edition is an 8.3% increase. Mm. But uh, I tell you, the, the ones that would be worse shafted are is the rest of Europe. Yeah, had, 50 euros. Yeah, so they've had a plus 10% increase on the disc version, and on the digital edition, it's a 12.5% increase, wow. which is which is the highest increase of all of them. So, yeah. I mean, it's a good job we've got in there and managed to get one early. But... Mm. It's bad for everybody else. Yeah. But I mean, you can understand a way why they've done it, because their costs are going up, so they've got... Well, they've not got to pass them on, but they've decided to pass them on to 90% of the world. Yeah. But uh, subsequently, Microsoft and Nintendo have come out Responders saying that they will not be increasing the prices of their consoles. Mm. Do you think that's going to affect their market share, shall we say? No, I doubt it. I think if you're going to get one, you'll get one anyway for like sake of 30 quid. Yeah, yeah, I think you will. Yeah. yeah. But, um, challenging times. Yeah. I see why it's happened, but I don't like it. To me, it's going to happen mm. with other things, though, isn't it? Well, that happened with the Oculus more recently. Oh, the, yeah, the, the 100 like hundred quid price I'd wear it, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Which didn't go that too well. And that was completely worldwide, weren't it? That was US included, so... Yeah. yeah. Just shows where things are going. Not good. But there might be a reason why Sony need that money. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so they've been sued for £5 billion. Pounds. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, why? So, it's allegedly, in air quotes, ripped off people by charging a 30% commission on every digital game, in-game per- an in-game purchase made on the PlayStation Store. Mm. So, that commission should get taken from the, for the developers, but they've passed that on to the, to us, the consumers. So that's why this lawsuit's come about, for them passing that cost on to us, rather than absorbing that cost as part of the price. Yeah. So this is for anyone in the UK who's purchased a digital game or add-on content on their consoles via the PlayStation Store since the 19th of August 2016. Um, They're included in the claim and are potentially entitled to compensation. And that estimate is between £67 or all the way up to £562, excluding interest. I'll be honest, I really don't understand this this case. Could they're talking like Sony have a monopoly on the industry. No. Are they living under a rock? Mm. They, 
the third, what's Nintendo? What's the, yeah? The thirty percent, the thirty percent commission is like industry standard. That's not just Sony. So I don't, I don't understand why this case is only be brought against Sony. It just seems, I'm just baffled by it. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what uh, Nintendo and Microsoft models are in the digital content. Are they doing the same? I don't know. Pretty much. Or they're absorbing that 30% in order to get more sales. And then they talk about like, like the person who's doing this claim. It's like the, it's like they're going on about the cost of living crisis and how they're putting the squeeze on consumers. It's like games aren't a necessity, you know. It's not like food and energy. You don't have to purchase video games. Oh, you do. <laughs> it's actually four walls. Your house, your heat, your food, your games. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm just confused by the whole thing. I just think it's weird. And I don't think it's going to get anywhere. I think it's going to be thrown out. Oh, we'll see. Personally, I hope it doesn't, because then I'll get a nice £67 credit. And Matt will get about 500 quid. Because he buys pretty much all his games digitally, so. Mm, I feel like you're not thinking about the big picture. Oh, no. You just just want the money. All I heard was, I'll get 500 quid, so. That's it. What's the bigger picture, Mark? Yeah. Bigger picture that Sony stops making consoles because of the market. That's the bigger picture. No, I'm sure they're not. That's why they put the free quid up. Anyway, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think what they might end up doing is giving you credits to use against their games. So they'll get the money back anyway. But we'll see. Hey, I'll well, have, give me, me 500 quid in credits. <laughs> anyway, so we've got a small bit of other Sony news relating to the PSVR 2. Um, so we've learnt what the release window is going to be. And they've said it's going to be the early months of 2023. So not this year but more than likely in the first quarter of next year. So a few more months to wait on that. Is that kind of what we expected? No. I expected it to come out in November this year. I never never expected this. I never expected I thought it might have been late this year. Because I would have thought you would have heard something by now. Like quite a Mm. while ago. Because you'd be saving up for that Christmas period. Well, they could have done what... Well, they could have done what Sega did uh, with the Saturn... They did a games conference and pretty much just dropped that it's in stores now. You can go and get it. But then again, that's, I don't think those so. Days that's gone, mate. Those days are gone. <laughs> would be cool though. It would. Then everyone just clambers for it. And didn't um, Xbox do that with the was it Xbox One S or something like that? I remember they they revealed at any three or something, and they were like, "You can get this." No. And we're just handing them out to, like, the audience members. Well, they need to do that because no one wanted it. <laughs> All right. Steady on. Stupid digital-only console. One other piece of news. Um, it's a bit unfortunate for me, personally, but... Well, it's unfortunate this, uh... <laughs> or unsurprising. Both. Or both. Yeah. Both, I will say. Um, so Netflix has pretty much come out and has, after only six weeks of it being released, gone ahead and cancelled their Resident Evil series. Shocked. This is my shocked shocked face. If you don't know, Mark looks very shocked now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, 
it got very mixed reviews. Um, mixed. <laughs> I don't say mixed. I don't know about mixed. Hey, look, if you if you saw the review on Gamespot, they gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, they were paid for that. Oh, so that was a pretty high. That was a pretty high review score. Um, I think it's a bit of a shame in in one way because I feel like with this series, although story wise wasn't good, um, acting was fine. I thought um, Lance Riddick. I thought he did pretty well in his role as Wesker. Oh, was a, that's a silence. That provides a zero door, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, the CGI as well. well. I will. I'll, I'll give it that. I think the CGI has been better than any of the live-action films for the amount of money that Netflix pumped into it. But maybe there's, that's a key there as well. Maybe oh, there's yes, amount of money. Not good. Um, it was. I think it was the top stream series when it came out for the first couple of weeks and they really dropped which is probably the reason why they've done this but is that because they watched the first episode i thought (laughs) i mean well i saw a lot of comments on twitter where it was like couldn't even get through the first episode so Um, do we think that might be it for resident evil in other media as a tv and film do you think that's it because everything seems to be being received badly you know, mm. the, the last film was really badly. I know mm. the uh, I know the Mia Jovovich films were successful, but they weren't very good. They were successful. Oh, I'll give them that. They were successful, but they weren't great. And then obviously this. I mean, I think um, I've not watched it, but I do. I would quite like to watch it. And then there was that animated series when there was it Infinite Darkness. Yeah, that was. That I think was that was received, received quite a little bit better. Uh, yeah, it was still fairly mixed when it came to the actual, I suppose, fans of the series. I just, I, don't, I just don't see where they go from here. Yeah, I think, I think what a lot of people would like to see is a proper, just the actual one to one. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like what we got, we got pretty close with Welcome to Reckon City, but you smashed the first two games together where they don't, the series of them don't even happen like straight after one another. You yeah. just merge them both. It's like if you just focus on just doing like the first one, or even just skip, you can just do the second one or something. But just have all the focus on there. Like why can't why can't they do that? Just do village, get Lady D in there, sure find it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's like a money printer. Uh, well, I heard there was there was rumors <laughs> about the second season they wanted to bring in Lady oh. D into it. Who would play Lady D? Probably the actress herself, maybe Maggie Ronson. She's tall enough. Who knows? So, well, I've got something like Sigourney Weaver. I think she'd be pretty good. Bit too old now. Yeah. Because mm, um, see face is... and make her look a bit younger. I don't know how old lady he's supposed to be. About six hundred. Yeah. Six hundred. <laughs> and you Probably say Sigourney Weaver's too old. I mean, in the face. In the face. I, I think they're just clear, clearing deck for the um, upcoming video game adaptations. Like the Horizon Zero Dawn, Tomb Raider, Far Cry, Bioshock, all that stuff. Doesn't Amazon have the Horizon one? 
I think I think Netflix is a rise, and I think Bioshock's Amazon. I think. Oh, okay. Okay, bro. I might be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Yeah, Th- this is my only slight worry though, because Netflix does seem to have no reputation of doing adaptations of video games or kind of popular culture, and it's not gone well. I think Witch is going fairly well. I mean, I know, oh, it's, based yeah, off, I know it's based off a book. Really? The, yeah, I'll say I think, mo- I think most well. people. Yeah, I think most people um, are taking it from. Them. But maybe I'm, I'm thinking of like a, an anime side of stuff as well. If they've done anime stuff, it's not gone well. Like they did Cowboy Bebop. Cuphead show. That went down. Cuphead shows. Castlevania did well. It did do well, um, but it was also faithful to the source material, which is somehow some something they don't seem to want to stay with. With well, maybe it's just Resident Evil. Maybe just Capcom needs a more stricter approach with like. Do the thing, but fearful would. I think Netflix was just like, here's a load of money, let's use the IP, and Capcom were like, yeah. I'm I, like, I like money. Mm. And I guess that's it for the news. Shall we move on to what we're currently playing? Let's do it. Yay! Okay, who wants to start? I shall begin. Go on then, Nathan. Oh, okay. So, I've been playing one thing, and one thing only, for the past two weeks. I wonder what that is. Go the, on. FIFA, the FIFA 23 beta. Hey, of course. Hey. Of course it is. Uh, yeah, it's taken over my life. I can't can't lie. Uh, so, I did play a lot of the, the Versus games um, that you can go in and play while it was fully installing. And... That was pretty good. In terms of the way it controls, it's very similar to 22. I know, shock horror. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 11 plays on the pitch and everything. I'd, one thing I did have to do is change 22. the... Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> 22. Oh, Just one yeah. Take. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so one thing I did have to do is change the camera view, because I don't like this like EA telly one. It's the same with every FIFA, isn't it? It's like... Try and force I, it on you. I swear everyone changes it. Yeah. I just have mine set to broadcast telly or whatever it is, and yeah, that, that's fine for me. Yeah. But yeah, like, that, once I got that done... Oh, go on, Mark. I was going to say, I like how the menu system hasn't changed in God knows how many years. Still no. looks exactly well, the same. Just a different colour, I think. I think well, well, if it, why, why change perfection? If, well, that's it. If it ain't broken, why fix it? But it is broken. But anyway, it's been well. Well, when it comes to pro clubs, it is broken. Please fix it. But anyway. Why have we not played pro clubs on it yet? I don't understand. Why have we not done that? I've not managed to find the option of pro clubs. It's in there. Is it? Yes. Right. After the podcast, at some point, we will try. See. But anyway, um, I've been spending most of my time on it in the career mode. Now, there are a few changes in there. So I've set myself up a career with Sheffield Wednesday. I'm the manager. And mm-hmm. I've just clawed us from League One into the championship. Clawed. Clawed. I say I say clawed. <laughs> I think I finished on about 120 points or something. Pretty wild. So, yeah, I signed a, a ton of free signings, including Paolo Dybala from Juventus, which for some reason they... Point as a free agent. He took 50 grand and wanted to play for Sheffield Wednesday in League One because that was his dream. 
So, yeah, I had an 87-rated player in League One. Fantastic. So he was the linchpin to the to the entire group. You tell us a beater. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that never happened in a million years. Because on, on the other games, if, if you've got no chance of signing them, it normally says this player doesn't want to play for you. And that's yeah. what I fully expected. But I ended up going into negotiations and they were like, yeah, I'll take sure, why not? Grand. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm coming to the twilight of my career. I'm ready for a real challenge. Getting Sheffield Wednesday to the Premier League. But, uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, now, I'll get to a few differences that I've noticed. So firstly, when you sign players, you, you get a rating for the signing that you made. So depending on how much you got them for, how good a player they are, you get mm. from A to F a rating on how good they are as a signing. And then you get some information about where they can slot into the group. And then on the other hand, when you sell a player, you also get how how good a deal you got so if you didn't negotiate very well you get an f and then it also says if you need more depth in that position when you've sold somebody and it always it does this cut scene so when you do sign a player it takes you through them coming into the club doing a bit of training signing the contract getting the shirt and all that kind of stuff each time but i've learned just to skip that now i mean after the first couple of times he wore a bit thin um it's the same when you sell a player. So there's a montage where they leave the club. And to be honest, the music that they play the makes, <laughs> pretty much like the taxis Slam. outside, the um, the managers next to them and like they just walk off out a door and then that's it. And to be honest, they play this like sad, like slow music. And it's like a bit upsetting when they leave the club now. It's like, yes, great. We've got some fun. But oh, such and such has left. So yeah. anyway, I've started to skip that because I don't want to feel bad when I get rid of my players. But um, but yeah, I put the team together. Um, I played about, I'd say, 70% of the games, so a fair few. Um, now, recently, they did a an update to the beta. Now, what it'll do is, if a player that's against you is coming through on goal, it'll kind of pan in on them slightly, um, as if it's like a television, as, as if it's like on Sky. It'll pan in on them, but just to, just as they're about to take the shot. And um, just to make it seem a bit more fantastic, but it's really off-putting when you're defending, and the camera kind of zooms in on the player. Yeah. So surely take the shot. That takes away like spatial awareness of you, so you can't yeah. see who to control. Yeah, I mean That's you can good. still see everything around it, but it does kind of pan in and move the camera around, um, which is quite off-putting. But that, that's only been in the last few days that I've noticed that, because there have been like three or four updates to the beta, as I'm sure they've taken feedback on. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, I'm enjoying it. There's a few bugs here and there in the menus. So when I've gone to do training sessions, it's not given me the option to do the training sessions. So it crashed. So I've had to come out and go back in and it's done it. So there's that. And every time I go into the game, EA is like, can you please give us your feedback, Nathan? I'm like, no, I just want to play the game. <laughs> so there's that. But no, I'm I'm enjoying it quite a lot so far. I mean, there are a few differences in there, and I think improvements to career mode that they made to make it feel a bit more immersive. What do you think to the actual differences in gameplay? Because I've played a couple of games on it, mm. and I did notice a few things. I think the defense is a bit lax in comparison to 22. That's one thing I've noticed. It, it just seems to be a lot more attack based. I think the slide tackle is a bit weightier though. 
mm. I feel a bit good. Do like yeah. There's a lot more sliding. Yeah, there's that. But yeah, I think it's it is very similar. Normally, there's a bit of a gap and and, di- and more differences in gameplay from, for example, between 22 and 21. It was a lot more the defense moved up together, and you, you could notice that. But it, it doesn't seem to be that much of a disparity in this one. I'm not sure what to think of the uh, the hyper motion replays. Did you notice that? Yeah, so when it um, it kind of gives you all the stats about yeah. when you're taking the like shot, shot how angle, far like away. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. I, I don't mind it. I think it's pretty cool. Sorry, but it's it's like it's it's pretty much saying yeah, this is definitely a video game. Yeah, <laughs> rather yeah. than like a TV broadcast. It does break the immersion a bit. Yeah, and they changed corner kicks, haven't they? So there's a bit more. Oh yeah, corners, I, f- I forgot about this. They've ch- yeah, they changed corners and free kicks. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I don't feel like I've got as much control as to where my corner's going, even though you've got the aimer thing now. Mm. I, d- I, d- I don't know. Maybe I need to learn it a bit more, but I'm not a fan of that. All free kicks. My knuckleball's just not working like it used to when I do my free kicks now, so I'm going to have to relearn that again. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Yeah. But speaking of practice, I did notice the arena is actually a side-on view. Mm, yeah. It's like... That's what I've always wanted. I've never understood why the practice arena is always head on anyway. Yeah, you don't play never like actually that. play like that, yeah. And yeah. It's always it's always confused me about like how you do tricks in that because it's you know direction that makes sense. It, it feels more logical as your the way you play the game. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's good. And then uh, the only other thing I've noticed is the penalties. You have that timed thing. Have you done a penalty yet? Yeah, yeah, I've done that. So basically, it just has this thing that goes in and out, doesn't it? It's basically like a pressure thing. Yeah. So when it's at the smallest, that's when you're probably going to get your best shot. It's just all yeah. about timing. Yeah, they've incorporated the time finishing into the penalties now, which yeah. gives you a bit more pressure. But that's fine. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's all I've been playing. Go on then, Matt. What have you been playing? Myself. Um, so, firstly, I've been doing a bit on the Fortnite. Um, they added sort of a new update to it over the last two weeks, which have either upset some people or made some people happy. Um, <laughs> so, they're doing a, a collaboration with Dragon Ball Super. So, some of their characters have now dropped in to Fortnite, you've had um, your Goku, there's Vegeta, uh, Beerus and Bulma that you can play as. Um, not only that, they've got a whole um, quest line to them as well. So there's quests that you can complete that are sort of somewhat relatable to Dragon Ball, um, where if you complete a certain amount, you can pick up a uh, Dragon Ball and if you collect all seven, you unlock the Shenron Glider. Um, which we've just done yesterday, so that was that was pretty cool. Other than that, they've also added two new items to that you can well that you can use in the game as well. So one of them is the Nimbus Cloud, which essentially just uh, helps you essentially glide up quick and then you can glide away. It's but it's more of like a, a getaway tactic, I suppose, that you can use um, to 
hopefully save yourself from getting shot or whatnot. And then the one new item, which is I suppose cause a division in the in the community, has been the Kamehameha. I thought you were gonna say it wrong then. I was initially. I was I was <laughs> gonna say it like I've seen some some streamers that have said it have been oof, a bit mm, yeah, The Kamehama. <laughs> the the Kamama Mama. Um which has caused a bit of confliction. Because you essentially do just uh you, you power up like you would I suppose Goku would in the anime and then you shoot beam and if it hits it's pretty powerful. Um can go through buildings and objects as well, so there's not much of a hiding point with it. Um which has caused some contention with, with people who used it. Uh a lot of people said it was it was OP initially, but there is a there is a good like few seconds of, of its power up that you can get some clean shots on someone. You'll take them out pretty quickly. So it's I think it's you know, it's a, a risk reward. If you use it and you and you pull it off, it's pretty much a I won't say a one hit kill, but it takes off a lot of damage. But then there's that risk of you are in you know, you're frozen for a good amount of time. So um I've just I've I've had quite quite fun with it. Um killed some people with it and then also being killed trying to use it so there's, there's, a, there's a mixture there <laughs> so there's been that um, I've also jumped back on Call of Duty Vanguard for a bit because it's had its new well it's released a new season season 5 the last season for Vanguard and for Warzone uh, which is called Last Last Call I believe it is and I think at this point is where I would say Vanguard has kind of dipped in quality for me. Why, why, sir? Unfortunately. So, the content that's been released with... uh, Well, it's called Last Call in um, Warzone, sorry, the operation. In the actual whole season, it's called Last Then. So what they've done is essentially they've thrown the rule book out of the window and gone, I know, we'll bring some villains back from previous Call of Duties into this season and completely break immersion. Oh, right, okay. At least for Vanguard, anyway. Like, Warzone, uh, they've, they've essentially just done what they've won. I mean, we've had Blade, Godzilla and Kong at this point in Terminator, <laughs> so... Um, so they've essentially brought... They've brought four villains back. Uh, I think one of them is Raul Menendez, who is from, I think, Black Ops 2. There is Al-Hid, uh, Khalid Al-Assad from the Modern Warfare series, I think. Then they've brought in um, Serif, who is from Black Ops 3 and 4. Um, not particularly memorable that much. And then they've also brought in someone called Gabriel Rourke, who is apparently from Ghosts. But yes, that I one... I can't remember any of them. That one. I I remember Raul Mendes, because I think in, in one mission you end up playing as him, where you went to like a, a rage mode. Do you remember that um, mission? I forget where it's set, but it's... Sorry, which one's this? Which? Raul Menendez. Which, which called you? Black Ops 2. Been a while. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember that far away. No, 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 that's okay. Um, I think you, you might remember Khalid Al Assad. He was in the recent Modern Warfare. 
I think villains just aren't very memorable in the games, to be honest. Probably, yeah. So, um, but that's not. Then they're fine. I, I can see why they've, they've probably brought them in because it is the last season for Warzone before they jump over to Warzone Two. So you know, might as well throw everything at it. The one thing that has annoyed me and has broken broken immersion even without this is that they've brought over a weapon from Advanced Warfare into Vanguard. So you've essentially got this futuristic laser weapon um, that the few games I've played and been absolutely mauled by it, I can already tell it's the most OP weapon (laughs) in the game. Um, It doesn't have any ammo. It essentially charges but it's like a, a constant burst. If you get caught in it, you're you're pretty much dead within like a second or so. It's uh, I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> and to that point, they've kind of broken the whole. Well, I mean, they already broke immersion when you brought Snoop Dogg into it. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot about that. <laughs> but it was that was like, well, he's an operator. You know, there's no dodgy weapon to use, so I can for now hold my immersion to a certain point um but i don't i don't know why it's just this this particular weapon has just annoyed me um (laughs) along with that as well they brought a new zombies map which one i was looking forward to and then realized it's actually just a reskin of a previous map they've already done but they've actually made a full rounds mode out of it so they've not actually added anything new to it I think that's what's really disappointing me with Vanguard now, is that kind of, from a zombies aspect, it's just been reskinned more player maps, just added into it. And that's not really fun. Um, plus being very bare bonds to start off with. It's probably my worst zombies experience. That's It's odd though, because I remember when, like just before this launched, they were banging on about how, how much they were going to put into the zombie mode. And it seems like everyone's reaction is just, you haven't, really. Well, I mean, they haven't. I mean, the the systems are from Black Ops Cold War, which on its own would have been fine, but they made certain changes to that as well, where it was like, you couldn't upgrade anything. Whereas, like, at least in, like, Cold War, you could upgrade, like, perks, uh, um, the special weapons that you'd get, and weapons as well. You could upgrade weapons to have uh, added damage or stuff so that was already annoying um plus it being not a, a traditional zombies experience and they're like it's not a round based thing there, there is rounds but you unlock essentially the hub world and then you've got objectives that go to reskinned multiplayer maps that you play in that's not fun okay they brought um shino numa back but in, initially that wasn't even like a rounds based map like it's always been that was just do this objective in this map and that was it just like what's the point um yeah. i feel kind of bad like they really could have just i don't know if it was time constraints or or something because i know this game got an extra year than it should have and black ops cold war got less of a year than it should have but i feel like at least with kind of cold war is it's a more complete experience in terms of the whole package so 
I don't know, I don't know what to think of, of Vanguard at this point. Like I've still enjoyed my play, I still enjoyed the campaign, but it's zombies is definitely let it down. So I'd be intrigued to know if I if I ever did like a, a ranking of all the Call of Duties where I would or I'd put Vanguard. But yeah, that was that's my experience of season five so far. The only other thing that I've played so the last two weeks has been a new game on the PC with a couple of friends. It's called Plate Up. Plate Up. <laughs> that sounds like Overcooked. You would not be far off on what it actually is. Go on. Then. So it is a essentially basically a clone of Overcooked, but the only. <laughs> Uh, in effect, yeah. The only difference is is that with Overcooked, the, the emphasis is on making the meals and send them out. Whereas in Play Up, it's, it feels more more of a simulation that you're actually running a restaurant. So right. you've got you've got certain layouts that you can choose from, and then you can essentially customize how you want your restaurant to look. So you'll have like certain say certain counters you want certain in in places you can move the cooker where you wanted um you can pick what tables where you want the tables to be for the the customers coming to and then it's a case of like okay maybe one one person will be the chef fully the other one will be the um waiter so you'll come in you'll ask right what do the customers want cook makes it and then you bring that out to the customers in time. And once they finish up, they'll probably leave. And then they might leave a mess. And then you've got to clear their mess up and stuff. So there's there's a little bit more to it. It feels more kind of more like a role-playing game um, in effect to what over. Yeah, so each person has a significant part in the restaurant as a whole, as opposed to Overcooked, where everyone's just mass cooking, basically. Yeah. In, in effect, and it works very similar. So, it, yeah. so after each round, um, you know, you'll get the money that you've got, and then certain floor pieces will fall that uh, represent a, a different thing. So maybe um, you want storage, or maybe you want another serving table, or perhaps you want um, floor tiles or a carpet or something like that. And you have to decide which one you want that's going to benefit you for like the next round basically right so it, it definitely feels i don't know if it's in early access or if it is like a full game because like presentation and graphically i would say overcooked's definitely the more polished looking game um it, it feels very this one feels almost like if like gang beasts did overcooked basically right is this as a stress inducing that's overcooked yeah, I will say, because I, I was playing with um, two of my friends, and so one was like definite cook. I was like the definite waiter, and then we had we had one who would like go in between, so like maybe taking the full plate, moving over to counter for me to get, so that I can serve, and then he would be washing the plates or stuff like that. So it, it can be just as much as rage inducing as uh, as overcooked, but great. <laughs> So, but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed my time on there. I thought it was uh, it was pretty good. Because then, one, once you finish like a full round, 
you come into like essentially what's like a hub world where you can then upgrade certain things and lock maybe a new layout whether that's like now you're going to like a like a city based layout perhaps it's a little bit more different there's more rooms to it or something like that no i, I quite enjoyed it i enjoyed what i played i think um think of something like us i would love it reminds me of like oh do well i'd like to do overcooked again with you guys at some point uh I'll just like see it. how much rage the nathan gets through so yeah <laughs> um but yeah that, that's what i've been playing so over, over to you mark okay so apart from the aforementioned fifa 23 beta that nathan was talking about i've only played one other thing and that's a roller drone roller drone oh. so Rollerdrome is a uh, single-player uh, arena shooter, hmm. and it's played from a third-person perspective, and it's in like a cel-shaded art style. Yeah. And uh, you play a character called Kara Hassan, who has entered the 2030 Rollerdrome Championship, uh, which is basically a blood sport created in like a future world. Hmm. So what the competition is, is you enter an arena that is populated by a number of enemies of varying skill and difficulty, and they're called the house players. And the aim is to kill them all and survive the arena. So you've got like people swinging bats at you. You've got rocket launcher guys with homing missiles, uh, snipers as well. But you travel around the arena on roller skates, armed with a series of weapons. So imagine Tony Hawk's pro skater mashed with jet set radio with guns. That's pretty much what nice. we have here. Mm. Yeah. And it's also clearly uh, influenced by films like Rollerball, and um, The Running Man. I don't know if you've seen The Running Man. Um, but what's interesting is that you don't actually pick up ammo in the arena. You replenish your ammo by performing tricks. So you can do grabs, you know, flips, wall riding, grinding. And it just makes it makes doing tricks in the middle of the battle just useful. And mm. uh, you, can, you can do other maneuvers as well. Uh, so there's like a dodge mechanic. Uh, which is useful against snipers and things like that. So you might get like a, a sight on you, which is, I think the sight is blue. And then when it turns white, if you dodge at that point, you get like a perfect dodge. And that gives you like extra score and that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, but there's also something called reflex time, which basically slows time down. And this can lead to all sorts of pure badassery. So like mm. you could like skate up a quarter pipe and then you're like firing at enemies sideways in slow motion. It just makes you feel a bit like Neo. In the matrix um what's also great is that you can't actually fall over either so if you're like overcooking your tricks in the air mm. and you don't think you're gonna land it right you just roll out of it and you just carry on skating you don't crash and burn or all like that so that's really good because it just allows the game to flow mm. and you can concentrate on the action side of it yeah uh so whilst you're attempting to kill everyone uh, there's also a series of challenges to complete which is very much like the Tony Hawk's games. So you have things like collecting five, uh, collecting five tokens, which is very much like the you know the skate letters. Um, mm. There's also high scores to be uh, perform tricks to in like specific spots on the map and that kind of thing. And this, there's some random ones in there like uh, kill an enemy with a specific weapon. I remember I remember one where uh, you had to empty the whole clips of your dual pistols into an enemy that could teleport before they could teleport away. Which is not easy. Uh, speaking of weapons, you have a few at your disposal. So you, obviously, as I just mentioned, you begin with the dual pistols. So you can get your old school Lara Croft on. Uh, there's also a rocket launcher, 
which is good for causing havoc. Uh, there's also one called the Z11, which is like a charged shot weapon, and it's powerful, but it's it doesn't have a lock-on mechanism, so you've got to be mindful of that. But personally, my favourite is the shotgun, and it has something called the slug shot. So when you slow down time, uh, like two lines like converge on the crosshair, and when they overlap, if you shoot then, you do this thing called slug shot, which basically is it, it's like a critical hit. Mm. And it adds like either it can either kill someone in one shot or it adds a lot of damage to you know the heavy guys. Um so this this championship, this roller drone championship, is divided into four rounds. So you have the opening stages, which consists of four levels. Uh, you have the quarters and the semis, which are both made up of three levels, and then you got the final. Uh, and each each tier requires a certain number of challenges to have been completed before they unlock. So just killing everyone in each arena won't be enough to fully progress you. Um, mm. Interestingly, at the at the start and between the four rounds, you get these small interludes where you control Kara from a first-person perspective backstage at the venue. Okay. So if you decide, I mean, they're very short, but if you decide to explore, then you can examine a few like objects, and it gives you a bit of backstory about what's currently happening in that future world politically, and how the Royal Drone competition fits into it all, which is a nice little distraction, and adds a bit of intrigue to it. Um, now, the game progressively gets difficult as you go along as with most games but if you are finding yourself struggling with it they do have a number of assists in the menu so you can turn on things like invincibility and infinite ammo and that doesn't that doesn't stop you progressing in the game it allows you to carry on you know it, it doesn't hamper you hmm. so you know if you find it a bit too difficult or you just want a more casual experience that's that's pretty good i mean i'm, I'm just doing it vanilla I'm doing all right on it actually, but it's nice to know that's there because sometimes you might just want to go and just blow one out, everyone up, and not worry about dying. So, it's so much fun. I'm loving it. I'm having a real blast with it. it. The speed, the energy, you know, the hint of nostalgia in terms of its gameplay. It's it's cool, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. Um, I mean, just speeding about, making leaps, and taking all these enemies out in slow motion. It's just satisfying. Uh, I find it quite addictive, but it's. I think you can, uh, if you're a PS Plus owner, I think you can you can get it for like sixteen, seventeen quid. I think that's why I got for it. Worth every penny. It's really fun. I it, I was really surprised how much I liked it. But you guys mm. know how much I like Tony Hawk's. But yeah, change that to roller roller skates and give me guns. You know. Yeah. Match made yeah. in heaven. Yeah, love it. Really good. Really good. I mean, I think following Stray, I think indie developers have been knocking it out of the park recently. Mm. That's one of my favourite games of the year so far. Both Stray wow. and, and this. I'm loving it. Oh, good. good. Well, that's all I've been playing. Should we move on to the Video Game Hall of Fame? Let's do it. Yeah, I want. So this is where we take a look at one of our favourite games and induct it into our pantheon of games we feel deserves special recognition. I ducked in this episode. It got its full release in 2011 on PC, receiving numerous ports on other platforms thereafter. Uh, created by Marcus Notchperson, uh, developed and published by Mojang Studios. It's Minecraft. Mm. Minecraft, mm. indeed. I think it was only a matter of time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's had it's to only, be there. 
Yeah, it's only the best-selling video game of all time. Yeah, only the 238 million copies sold. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. I read an interesting stat about that. So that apparently that's equivalent to the entire population of the UK owning at least four copies of the game. <laughs> you know I what, mean, that probably wouldn't be too far off for yeah, me. Yeah, that's it? extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, for, for how many consoles it's been ported to, You, yeah, you wouldn't be wrong. Because it's been on, well, obviously PC, but it's been on mobile, D- Nintendo 3DS, and Switch, PS3, PS4, even the PS Vita, which I have it on, uh, the Wii U, Xbox 360, and all the Xbox One consoles. So, just a few. So, what's your history on Minecraft then? So, so my history of playing it is I, I never actually bought it for myself the first time I played it. Um, I went over to my friend's cousin's house and his little brother was playing on it, funnily enough. And how old would he have been? I think he was about four or five. Mm. But he just astounded me about how much imagination he had because he was putting these buildings together and basically going around looting, getting, getting materials, crafting and... For, for just someone of his age, I was like, wow, this is absolutely fantastic. Because the equivalent for me would be when I was a kid playing with Lego, building robots mm. and houses. Yeah. And that's exactly what this game is for the 21st century. It's Lego for the 21st century. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's just so universally adopted, because the mechanics are so simple. And it's really a game for anybody of any age. I think that's a rarity in gaming now, isn't it? It, it? it is one of the very few games that I can think of that is actually for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just, because it, it, you can do whatever you want, it like it buys into your imagination. And because the mechanics are so simple, anyone can get hold of it and, and kind of take hold of the game and, and look at it and like play it. Because he was like going through with me what he built and showed me how it works. And the, one of the first things I saw was him slaughtering a pig or like plumbing egg. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to turn into a serial killer. <laughs> but um, eventually he let me have a go on his iPad and um, I, I enjoyed it. I explored, um, killed a couple of cows, um, did a bit of mining for him. And um, at that point, I'm like, right, I've got to get it for myself. So at the time, I think I bought it on PS3. And then I, I set up my own like closed server. I didn't. I never played the tutorial, but I, I like opened up like an open world server for myself to just explore and go around. Yeah. Um, one thing about that was the the music. It's just quite therapeutic and soft as you're walking around and, and slaughtering pigs and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was my kind of first introduction to the game. Um, what about you, Matt? Ooh, I think mine was much earlier on because I I remember I went over to a friend's house. I think around must have been like 2009 or 10 that I recall, and I think the game was still in sort of a bare stage at that point. But it was showing me sort of everything that you could do in it, where it was just like it was complete freedom, you know. You want to chop this tree down? You can, you can do that. You want to make a base inside of a mountain? Go ahead and do that. Um, and just sort of the amount of freedom um, that you had in that game, even in sort of an early stage, was 
probably more than like any other game that I saw at, at that time. Like it really is sort of uh, a game where you just use your imagination and just go wild with it. You know, you want to, you know, you want to dig down into a massive mine. You, you do that. You want to make a, a massive castle. Do that if you want. You can even recreate two towers from Lord of the Rings or something like that <laughs> if, you, if you really wanted to. And I'm sure someone has probably gone and done that. Um, it just blew my mind, really, just just how how much the, there was to it, even though even at that time there was just really basic stuff. I did see an interesting thing where some, I think someone tried recreated the whole Earth, mm. something like that. It's just like that's mad, that is madness. <laughs> but not be surprised. Yeah. I actually th- I actually think someone tried to sue them for replicating something i can't remember what it was now but there was something that they i can't remember who created it all but i think there must be some building or something that they tried to recreate it and this person got a bit iffy about it wanted to sue them about it it's just like come on have a day off it's minecraft jesus yeah <laughs> i mean some of them things can take a long time to build so imagine spending maybe 500 yeah. hours building something and then just to be sued that'd be nice <laughs> Like some of the things I've seen that people have created is the Titanic, for example. Someone's created um, a copy of the Titanic. Um, Where was it? Was it on top of the water? Yeah, it was on the water. Right. Um, they've created the Elden World, Jiril Elden Ring, more recently. Someone did a copy of Elden Ring in um, Minecraft. But yeah, there's just tons of servers and worlds that people build. It's absolutely amazing. Like the amount of out countless hours that must have gone into that. Mm. Just insane. Mm. Um, now there's one one stat that I found on Minecraft, and it's how big the world is. So somebody tried to walk and get to a point where they got to the end of the world. Um, oh. Now there's there's no end as such, but they did get to Still walking to this day. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Eleven years on, they're still walking. Um, So they got to a bit that where the game started glitching, and it's been dubbed the Far Lands. And in in in-game distance, it works out seven thousand five hundred miles that they walked to get to this point. Wow, which is absolutely insane. So, have you got any funny stories then? about what some things that you've done inside the world. Ooh, any funny stories. What was what was the first thing you did? First thing I did? Yeah. I I chopped some trees down and killed a pig. Because in the game's essence it's technically a survival simulator because there are mm. there are aspects of it there. So you've got to make sure you yeah. get fed, i.e. killing animals to get meat to eat. Um, and life, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, you've got stamina meter as well. And if you get attacked by wolves or creepers, then your health goes down. So there is that aspect of it as well. Now, you do only have a couple of, well, there's only one way of attacking. You can either punch the thing or if you do craft a sword, eventually you can attack it with your sword. And that's for things that will come and actively attack you. But I do, I do mm-hmm. feel sorry for some of the animals that you end up killing because you kind of back them into a corner and then just hit them until they die. Um, it does feel a bit 
bit unfair, but survival of the fittest. That's, that's the food chain, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did that. On the fir- actually one story actually about on the the first worlds that I actually opened up on my own and started exploring and and getting loot. I um I saw this big massive cavern with lava at the bottom. So one of the things I wanted to do was create this road so I could get pigs stuck in it so they'd walk into the volcano below. But basically... That says a lot about you, David. Yeah, uh. yeah, this is quite sick. But um, I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up attacking the pig. I don't know why, but it like pushed me back and it pushed me into the volcano. Serves <laughs> so, you right. <laughs> so I, had to, I ended up having to respawn. Try again. Oh dear. Lost all of his. Yeah, so I got yeeted by a pig. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um Well, I mean like I said, probably the first time I I played it which was still in bear, so when I first spawned in, it was pretty much still still kind of, you know there there was mountains and stuff, but there wasn't too much to it. So a lot of it was just kind of finding trees. Um, knocking them down, getting resources, um, getting a crafting table, and building myself, you know, get, got to get myself a sword, got to get myself an axe, got to get myself a shovel, start shoveling to this side of the mountains so I can I, I can build myself somewhere safe. So once it does go night time, I'm not getting ambushed by zombies or, or creepers or even worse when they've got spiders in. Uh, <laughs> Oh, to be fair, the spiders are fine in this in this one. It's the noise. It's just the two blocky two. Yeah, blocky spiders. Yeah. The no the noises are still a bit creepy. I'm like, is this what a spider sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. just pulled some random file out. Um, I will tell you one funny story of when I was at university. Um, this is when you could play Minecraft on on a browser still. So um. Me and a friend went into a random class just 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 so we could we could use the machines as long as they were available to use. Don't know why we could go into a random class and do that, but we did. Um, Dice, what the class was, I can't remember. But I remember playing just playing it, just doing like just showing my friend like what Minecraft is, and then I was just randomly doing stuff. Left left my base. Got I think I got attacked by a spider because they could they could hang they. they hang on to walls just like they do so it was a surprise to me i actually like let out a scream in the class <laughs> like everyone turned around at me i was like sorry didn't, didn't, didn't mean it just go out your day <laughs> um a bit embarrassing but yeah i remember spending hours hours on this game back when i was at uni um with a couple of friends we had our own server that we built so um, I think we did all sorts with it. Like I remember trying. My big ambition was to try and recreate um, Hyrule Castle from Ocarina of Time. Didn't didn't go as as well as I wanted to, but it looked alright. It was it was a castle. It was mine. So, <laughs> um, and then yeah, they had a they had a lot of stuff to the game. Like I remember the first time going into. The Never Realm, which is like I suppose Minecraft's version of hell in effect, that was a that was an experience because there were just massive 
floaty heads shooting fireballs at you. I was wondering what the hell that was going on. And there's lava everywhere, so if you fall, that's it, pretty much. So, yeah. I had, I had a lot of fun time with Minecraft, especially once we got around to getting mods on it as well. So there was this um, one mod package um, that did a lot of stuff. I think it was called, it was called Tech It, where they had a lot of construction stuff to it. So you could... You could set up, say, like, you could do, like, a storage area where you've got a lot of chests around, then you could build pipes from them. Um, so, like, any stuff that you put in, say, from another chest, you would go along this pipe function, and you could even fill stuff out. So, like, oh, I, I want dirt to go to this chest. I want, you know, resources to go to this chest. And we had a full, like, construction thing going on where we'd build quarries where you could, like, you can map out, like, a, a square grid and then, uh, like a, you can get this like digger thing that would just like go through rows of of whatever resources is on top, and it'll just suck them in, and you build them into the pipe system as well. It was uh, we had a lot of fun with that. We did definitely crash the server a couple of times though, because it got <laughs> to the point where it was there was just too much going on. <laughs> but no, there, there's so much freedom that Minecraft gives you, and just like hours of infinite fun of like whatever you wanted to do um i think it was the massive appeal for minecraft which is why it's still going pretty strong to this day i think it's like what i think i last heard there's still over 140 million active users going on it it's used as a learning tool as well isn't it you see like loads of computers set up with minecraft on in schools and things yeah but you can hear as well there's like someone made an active working computer within Minecraft just using the tools. And that's just basic tools, no modding or anything. Like it's it's crazy the amount of stuff that you can you can make. Like all the mining uh tracks that you could do that's going from one place to another. Like we end up building this um we end up building this like racetrack with minecarts that went to like different areas of the world and stuff and like they all converged into one one place so we ended up like making races out of them that was quite fun <laughs> yeah no it's uh it's easy like i think the the biggest game ever and you can see kind of why well i went on it last night and i i put peaceful mode on because that's that's about actually no i started out on survival mode oh yeah and... Uh, took me a bit by surprise, sort of thing. So the days are quite short, aren't they? So I went, yeah. I went rushing for the wood. Uh, chopped every tree. Oh, I... <laughs> PG, PG, Nathan, PG. Hey, it's Martha talking about rushing for the wood when it gets dark. All right, let's look. We're talking about Minecraft, right? Yeah. Okay. I chopped the wood down. The <laughs> chopped trees down, should I say? Don't understand why they keep floating. Yeah, that's a strange thing. But uh, yeah, but I was just too slow, and I was in the menu system, and then suddenly I just heard a, it just scared the crap out of me. Some creeper or zombie or something just got me from behind. Oh, I. No. (laughs) (laughs) But but then I built a castle. I built a three-story castle. Ooh. Well, I changed it to P- I, t- I changed it to a uh, creative mode because oh, yeah. I, I I couldn't be bothered with the whole 
doing all the crafty stuff. And I wouldn't. I, I I can't remember all the recipes and that kind of thing. So I built me a little castle, no big castle actually, and uh, put a ladder in it just so I could go to the roof and just see for miles. I didn't I didn't know you could have a spyglass. So I had a mm. spyglass so you could yeah, see around. Yeah. Mm. So I was the king of my castle. And then I went and built a little campfire, which I called mm. Camp Halibut. Don't know why. I just did. And then I went on a nice little boat trip around the lake. Yeah. Found a cave, because from the, from the top of my castle, I could see this cave. And then when I got there, it was just like a small inlet bit. And it wasn't <laughs> exciting as I thought it was going to be, unfortunately. I thought it was going to be going into some cabins and all that, but no. no. Sometimes, sometimes they do. <laughs> But I need to. I want to create a farm. Ooh, we we, we love doing that kind of stuff. Like we'll we'll make like a um. This thing that we make is almost like an automated farm where it's kind of um it's in steps. You know, we put the put the crops down and stuff and whatnot. And once they've all grown, we've got some at the top where we press a button and then just like a huge waterfall comes down and like collects all the crops. And then we've got like a system underneath where like we've got like another waterfall that collects it and then like pops it up somewhere so you got all like the crops in in one place that just staggers me how how you can build these sorts of things yeah we we did we we've done we've done other stuff where we've we've got like a we did one with pigs which is quite similar um where we do like a waterfall that rush rushes them into one area but then we've got this like what well, it, it washes the pigs so it forces them into into this one into this one kind of corridor where we, we've got it built where you can you can sort of glitch um lava on top of signs so like you've just got like a, a flat lava kind of square but it's, it's still lava so it forces the pigs through and we, we uh I like the way this is going. <laughs> and so we we collect the uh, we collect the pork and the <laughs> and the stuff. Yeah. Savage. That's where I'm going. But we've also done similar stuff with spawners. So if if you've never found them around in the area, they're they're pretty kind of far into mine uh, caverns and stuff. But you can find spawners that spawn different mobs, so like you know, like zombies or skeletons or maybe spiders. I think there's there's one for perhaps creepers as well. But we tend to have one with um, with zombies where we'll we'll build a contraption around it where um, we'll wall it off, make like a, a a big gap underneath the spawner, and then we filter them down to the just this one kind of like uh, one by one corridor where at the end um, we'll we'll leave a gap so we can see like the zombies legs or whatnot so when they fall we do it from enough height where they've just kind of got one HP really and then we just kind of farm them at the end so we can get like the experience and, and any materials from them so there's all there's all sorts that we've we've done and stuff but I've I've had tons of hours of, of fun on Minecraft. I like I like going back on it every now and then. Try maybe new mods. Like there's a Pokemon mod they can get, which is quite realistic to the to the Pokemon rules and laws where there's Pokemon around. You can pick a starter and you can have it fight other Pokemon, but there there isn't like set 
levels or whatnot. It's uh, it can be brought and they'll just turn up to like a legendary Pokemon would be a level five Pokemon. That's not gonna go well. <laughs> Do they stay as they are, or can they evolve? You can evolve them. It's pretty much like Pokemon. So they've got levels. You level them up. Um, there's Poke Centers dotted around the generated map that you've got that you've got to find. There's gyms. Um, and they've incorporated a lot of stuff, like uh, having to collect certain items to then get to like this ritual table, and then you can like summon legendary Pokemon from there. Um, it's it's pretty it's pretty in depth. Like you have to create your own Pokeballs as well. You have to like farm the apricons, and then you got to get the uh, the iron from mines, and then you got to sm- sm- uh, smelt them. I should say. I don't know what word I was going for there. I was gonna say smurf them. Um, <laughs> Smurf them, uh, no, smelt them, and you make the Pokeballs from that. Quite cool. Nice. Just trying to find the server now because it sounds pretty cool, actually. You got to download it, it's a mod. Ah, uh, right, okay. So if you search for, I think it's Pixelmon, it's called. Mm. It's pretty good. They initially, as well, they initially had the uh, Pokemon models look like they were made from, as in like Minecraft. But then over time, they started updating the models to actually look proper, like the 3D Pokemon. So it's pretty cool. And you can get all sorts. You can get all sorts of mods and stuff. That's that's the probably one of the best things about Minecraft. You can really mod it to pretty much how you want. So. Do you want some trivia? Ooh, give me some trivia. Yeah. Do you know how Creepers came about? I don't. I've never actually looked into the history of it. So they came about when a designer accidentally inverted the X and Y axis on a pig model, <laughs> which resulted in oh. them in being upright. Cool. Fair enough. So they just added to the game with the dark texture. Hmm. Do you remember when this got this? It, they got bought by Microsoft, didn't they? Yeah. Yes. For two billion. Two billion. Do you think that was worth it? Oh, easily. I think they've made their money back and more on Minecraft. Pocket change now, two billion. Well, yeah. In today's world. No. I mean, it was definitely worth it for the uh, the original creator, because then he yeah. buggered off and less said about it at that point. But <laughs> well, you would, wouldn't you? If you had that kind of money, you'd go off into the sunset and live on a desert island. Yeah, you have already done all hard work, haven't you? So. Yeah, true. So on the menu screen, there apparently is a 1 in 10,000 chance that the Minecraft title would appear to be Mince Raft. <laughs> Mince Raft. <laughs> I, I don't think I've had that yet. No. Um. Well, this is a, in 2013, there was a Swedish school uh, that made it made Minecraft a mandatory part of its curriculum. Hmm, I can see why. So they could learn about city planning, environmental issues, getting things done, and even how to plan for the future. Yeah, like the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Yes. Do you know what the original name for Minecraft was? I think one of them, I I saw this earlier, I think it was some like cave game? Yeah, I think cave game. It was called cave Cave game. game. But do you know what it was then renamed to? Minecraft? (laughs) Yeah, but there's more to it originally. Ah, right. Uh, I can't can't remember. (laughs) It was then changed to Minecraft The Order of the Stone. Which sounds like Harry Potter lol. Mm. 
But yeah, then it was just shortened to Minecraft. Oh, interesting. If you rename a sheep, underscore Jeb, it will make their wall colour change into infinite rainbow. And this is because the developer of the game, Jeb, was colourblind. Oh, that's oh. nice little Easter egg. I'm going to do it. Good. So are you more like creative players or are you more survival players? I'd like to say I, I play Minecraft like I play GTA. I load into a server and like just a cause, psycho. And cause havoc. I just <laughs> kill, I kill what I can when I please. Um, I do I do build every now and again, but it's nothing too grand. Hmm. I, I'd like to say I'm a bit both, but a lot of my creativity is very... I, I don't want to say basic, but... <laughs> like, very much like, I know what I want to make, but how do I get about it kind of stuff. Because, like... Yeah. I do try and use... I do try and understand the usage of redstone. Because redstone's a lot of the, like, the... I suppose the circuitry that you could do in Minecraft. So, like, a lot of stuff, like, we've done... Um, we did um we made like a massive castle in uh, on a on a mountain but the we made like um the gates to essentially come down was it come down we saw it come down so it was made in like um iron fences or like a portcullis so, kind of so so they would, they would they would come down underneath so you could go out and then after a while they would we we had a mechanism where they would, they would pop back up, right? Um, but like I had a friend who who was pretty good at understanding how that kind of stuff worked, and I was there just like, I I can make a switch do a thing, and, and then that'll be about it. They could open a door, you could do that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a bit in between. I do like the survival aspect of like having to find the diamonds and stuff, so you can make all the the fun fun stuff and then gain the experience to um upgrade them and whatnot but yeah you ever find a dragon egg apparently that's the rarest item in the game uh if it's in the end part of the world then we've, we've done that before where you, you fight the end of dragon you might have oh, oh yeah that's like the unofficial ending to minecraft though. isn't yeah. it he actually, he actually added an end into Minecraft um, with the Ender Dragon and stuff. That, that's a fun fight. It's very difficult. You have to be stocked up on a lot of arrows <laughs> and potions and stuff. So The favourite I'll always go to is in Borderlands 2. I might have mentioned this before, actually, on, on the podcast where we did like favourite Easter eggs. There's... there's um, there's a section, I forget where it is in, in Borderlands 2, it's sort of where all the kind of minecarts are and there's a lot of, um, I think there's, I don't want to say spider ants, there's toxic spider ants in there. But there's a section, if you follow around a wall, you have to hug to, you have to kind of do a bit of platform and whatnot, you eventually find a wall that's got certain blocks that, that are from Minecraft. If you like shoot them out or bash them in, you can go in and there's a little like Minecraft section where you, you you have to fight off a horde of like creepers. Um, 
And they act like they do in Minecraft. Like they get close to you, they will like blow up and stuff. If you beat them, uh, and you beat the the badass version of the creeper, it will drop a um, it will drop a random head item um, they can wear in, in the if you customize your character. Um, that'll be like a, a blockhead version of that character, or maybe not that character. It can be a random character that's in Borderlands too. Um, they play as, but no, I've, I've always enjoyed that. I thought it was quite fun. Apparently, there is there is some references in Minecraft from there as well. So when Minecraft eventually added in achievements to it, the there's an achievement um, where if you create a cake in Minecraft, uh, the achievement is called the lie. Hey. So, it's, a, it's a reference to Paul. Showing that the cake is a lie. Um, apparently, there's. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying. Uh, just looking at the the one in Skyrim, the notched pickaxe. Yes, at the top of the mountain, isn't it? It's the yeah. tallest mountain. Thought of the world. Mm. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's the obviously the big one in for Super Mario, Super Mario, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Obviously, including the character Steve from Minecraft in there. Steve! Which infamously, infamously broke Twitter once it got announced. Yeah. Do we know why he's called Steve? Is the only reason about that? It's just, it's just Steve. Is it because everyone knows a Steve or something like that? <laughs> Probably. I'm not too sure. Maybe it was just the most generic sounding name. It's yeah. best to go with it. Sorry, Steves. Shall we finish with a review? Yes. Yeah, why not? Okay, so this is from Eurogamer.net, the UK edition. Minecraft is a towering achievement in the very possibilities of gaming, and it does this without losing itself to either esoterica or cynicism. It is a game anyone can play and anyone can get something out of, no matter how skilled or imaginative they are. They will make something and they will have an experience that feels like theirs and theirs alone. The last two years of public eye development also make for a vital and joyous lesson for modern gaming itself. Go your own way, listen to your players, celebrate what human beings can do rather than what you can make them do. Minecraft might be inseparable from its own fame by this point, but one thing's for sure, it deserves every bit of it. And I think that pretty much personally encapsulates Minecraft, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, 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 it is for everyone. Yep. Pretty much. Here, here. Just a, a joyous game. So there we have it. Minecraft into the Video Game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye-bye.